Okay. All right. Welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, where our powers may be low, but we are leveling up through video games. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today, we have Casey Cool. Yo. And Sean Spool, the Spool Man. What up? Sean Spool Pool. <laughs> Spool I, th- pool. Yeah, I thought I would try out a deeper voice. <laughs> okay. Well, I know before the cast we were talking about maybe like adding some DJ sounds, so I really just wanted to go wah, wah, wah. Yeah, like some air horns. Yeah. Just set the stage, you know what I mean? Get hyped. I feel like that's air horns are very like 2012. Wow. Maybe. (laughs) Well, that's before we had kids when we were still cool, Sean. So that's why we're stuck there. Casey, you're always cool. Thanks for the name. It's true. We were, yeah, my, in my day job, I had a student talk to me about, we were talking about superpower or something. And I mentioned that I would definitely want ice powers. Cause you know, and he goes, is that a pun? And I go, what do you mean? Your, your last name? I go, Oh yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, kids and their puns these days. No, But video games, video games, they're happening. They're going on. Mm-hmm. What Thanks have you been playing, Shelby? Thanks for asking. I'll jump right in. Um, <laughs> still chipping away at Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, kind of wrapping things nice. up there. Saw the first ending. I guess there's like multiple endings there. So I don't. Oh, so you got to the ending? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I beat. I beat the final boss. Damn. Yeah. You know what really helps in that game? What leveling up your weapons? Oh, weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing like i have some i have that uh psychology where i just try to like save stuff and not really upgrade it throughout the course of the same game. yeah i feel that so like i kept yeah. like okay wait till i find a sword that that i like and then i got near the end and i'm like okay i'm gonna upgrade this and my attack points like doubled i'm like oh <laughs> this helps quite a bit oh i actually have to put time into developing my character yeah Weird. I do that too, and then the thing that always kind of screws me, is, or what the op- the other thing I'll do is like put all my points into like one. Okay, I'm like I know like in Dark Souls too. I think the katana. I'm like I'm using this katana. It's got lightning damage on it. I, everyone was telling me this is the best way to go. You get to the final boss. What's he resistant to? Lightning damage. <laughs> so I had to, I had to shield block him like 25 times. To kill him, I died like seventy times on that. Boss, wow. But I did it because they were like, "Just switch your weapon, just switch your weapon." While I'm streaming it, and I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> I don't want to learn a new system now. I'm just gonna get better at this. This yeah. is my life now." I but did I it. I think that's part of my problem is like I don't want to paint myself into the corner, so then I just save all my skill points and XP. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then hmm. you can, when you need them, you can dump them into the thing that will get you through that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But no, Blood- Bloodstained was good. I definitely got into a rhythm with it where I really enjoyed it. There are some bosses in the back end of that game that are wicked hard, like really difficult to beat. So I had to change up some weapons here and there. I mentioned to Casey offline that they have like a Shovel Knight enemy mm-hmm. and drops a shovel oh. as a weapon. <laughs> oh man, do you get the same? So you gym? jump on people's heads. Yeah. I did not try jumping on people's heads, but what? shovel has some range. I definitely shoveled the hell out of somebody. Okay. <laughs> What's that? I, that's awesome. Do you remember Mystery Men where the guy has a shovel and like beats? Him yes. Is he just called the shoveler? I think he's just yeah. called the shoveler. That's yeah. the guy. That's uh, the dad in Shameless. He's a very famous actor. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of. His he's name. also in uh, Jurassic Park Three. <laughs> William H Macy. That's it. Yes. That's such a good name, too. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you, 
you know he was meant to be famous. Like his parents named him. They're like, yep, famous. Actor. <laughs> um, I also hopped into some Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yeah. Been a game that I have dove into. Was I it did- better this week? <laughs> I um really hated this game in the beginning. I'm going to be honest. It feels like it was supposed to be a PlayStation 2 game in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, it has Disney in it, obviously. So if you don't know it, it's like a Final Fantasy game and a Disney movie's had a baby. And this is the result. Mm-hmm. It's like winding between an anime-ass anime JRPG and uh, Disney movies. So I was like, okay, when did the last one come out? Guess when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. What year do you think it was? 2003. I would, yeah, 2004? 2005. What? Uh, okay, okay. 2005. Yeah, so I mean, this game is 14 years since the second one. And I'll admit that I played the first one, played the second. And then it looks like in that time between two and three, they released like 10 games, none of which I played. So, <laughs> like but, mobile or not mobile, but like handheld ones yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like unreal. I looked it up on Wiki and I think there's literally 10 games here. So I hop into this game and it's like, here, watch an hour of cutscenes to get yourself caught up. And I'm like, okay, I'll go through it. So I'm clicking through it. And it is just, I can't handle it. Like it's boring. Like these people have names that have like 18 syllables and here's (laughs) Zamanthamum who will come and save you and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going through Mm -hmm. it and I'm ready to quit this game. It feels old. The save points are scattered across the map. So I had a couple of issues with that because I'm basically playing this game and throwing it into suspend mode. Mm -hmm. So at one Mm -hmm. point I throw it into suspend mode, come back to it. And it's like, go get in your ship and fly to the new planet. So, okay. The gummy ship. The gummy ships are underrated. The gummy ships are very underrated. The secret is you get the schematics, right? So, like in Kingdom Hearts One, you get <laughs> Geppetto's ship, so it gives you like a outline of a ship that's really nice, and then you put all the guns on it. You just like start taking parts off, and yeah, then you're like, oh. exactly what Geppetto's known for: uh-huh. the guns on his on his <laughs> ship when he was fighting uh, the whale. I forgot the whale's name is Monstro. Oh. oh, Monstro! Yes, that's it. What a good name. But no, I, I haven't found any schematics uh, <laughs> not in Kingdom Hearts 3. They're <laughs> low rating for me. Like, Oh, man. <laughs> no. Ship, hit like a gummy boss right out of the gate who's like, here, you got to beat me. And this is like one of those games where it has like 18 health bars. So you get the health bar down. Uh, you're like, oh, refill. Whittle it down. Oh, it comes back. So I pause it and it's uh, just like, skip boss. Done. Skip. <laughs> Give me the option. Yes. Right. Exactly. Oh, so then I get to Tangled Town. Right. It's like Tangled is a Disney movie. If you're not up on the lingo, and Rapunzel. Like, yes, Rapunzel. It's like the story of, the Rap- of Rapunzel. What? Yeah. It's and it's pretty good, <laughs> huh? That's weird. So I click oh, like five no. slots, just hoping that it's not doing it. Right. Turn it off. Come back to it the next day. It warped me all the way back to the before the gummy ship. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, no! Uh, Are you playing it on PS3 or what are you playing it on? Uh, Xbox One, Xbox gotcha. One. Yeah. So at that point, I'm just like, uh, you know what? I'm done with this game. And then my daughter, <laughs> that next day, is just like, hey, you want to play? You want to play Tangled? You want to play Rapunzel? Done. So <laughs> like, I think oh, no. I think I have to be pot committed on this game. Yeah. I really do. What I'm realizing in this game is like all the Disney content is really good, and all yeah. of the Kingdom Hearts stuff. I could care less about. It's like, it's, that's, skip through it. 
I feel like that's the only thing that sold most people on those games is the Disney stuff. No one cares about the Square Enix like forced in. Whoa, other than what was this? What was the kid? The little love story they had in the first one. Is it Sora? Uh, Sora Kai, and Riku. Is it Carrie? Oh, oh no, not Kyrie. What am I thinking of? Sora and Riku and his other friend. There's like the three of them on the island. Yeah, and one goes bad. He, kind of. He teams up with Mickey. <gasps> Plot twist. Wow, spoiler <gasps> alert, Casey. Oh, come on. The game's like 100 <laughs> years old. Yeah, when Dude. did the first one come out? Forever ago. <laughs> the, the, the one thing that I will say about Kingdom Hearts is like it's a spectacle because of so many in-depth pieces that don't even make sense. Like I'm oh. in Rapunzel World. I'm going through it. And then all of a sudden there's like a 20-minute dancing minigame where they're having a festival <laughs> And you're like hitting the buttons corresponding to the different colors in the dance circle. Oh, nice. Just, of course. What the hell is going on? Like, this is everyone's amazing. favorite scene Nowhere. from Tangled. Yes. Is the dance. Right. <laughs> the dance. Yeah. They just, are the bad guys still like um, Pistol Pete and, or what's his, is his name? Pistol Pete? Uh, just are Pete. they still Pete? And he's it, a cat. Is it just Pete? Yeah. And Got then it. is it still like the same, like Hades and Maleficent and all just the villain? The so, evils? like, Maleficent is the big bad, and then they start you in Hercules Town. The Hercules stuff is borrowed from the last game. Here's the deal this is going to shock this is gonna shock you, but you play Sora in this game. <gasps> he's the lead, <gasps> and he has amnesia. Oh, oh, he has amnesia to everyone. <laughs> he doesn't remember anything, so you get to go through it's and learn like Link. about everything. The combat's no. grown on me, but I know we'll probably touch it again next week because this is a long game. But right. uh, the combat's mm-hmm. combat's more in depth than I than I remember the last ones being. Riku is the guy, is his friend, and you're right. Kyrie is the girl that's with them okay. on the island in the beginning of the game. Now that I recall. Yeah. Um, These are yeah, all names that sound familiar. And I'll say right. if like anything Kingdom Hearts pops up, I'll give it like three <laughs> seconds and then skip that scene. If it's wow. Disney, I'm like, oh, I'll let it run. Like, cool, why not? Gummy ship, you, skip. You don't you don't want to learn Kingdom Hearts lore? What kind of fan are you, <laughs> no. sir? Uh-uh. One thing that I'm really shocked about is like I'm in the Toy Story area right now, and it's completely nice. voice acted by Tom Hanks and what sounds like Tim Allen. And I'm just cool. like, how the Are heck you sure? have a budget that is just unfucking real? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, or it's or they might have included it in their contract when they did Toy Story Four That's or true. things like that. Who knows? Yeah, those yeah. deals are always interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so they'll do it like project based. They'll be like, you oh, you have to do four projects. So, One includes no, like a bit of a. No, I remember this. It's not. It's his brother, Jim Hanks. Stop! I'm not. That's, I'm not that's telling it. you the truth. You can Google it. No. Look on IDB. He's brother. I wouldn't believe his son, uh, Colin Hanks. No, and the, or the one that pretends he's a reggaeton rapper. Um, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hanks. No, uh, no, Jim. I said Jim, right? Jim Hanks. Yeah, it's his Jim brother. Jim Hanks. Yeah, wow. it's, his, it's his brother. It's a voice actor. I know. Well, way to get that money. I mean, he is living off of his brother's coattails. How does yeah. How does that feel? Pretty good, probably. It sounded like him. It sounded like it sounded like him to me. I mean, I will say that, like when I went through the tangled area, it seemed to follow the movie plot like one to one, almost like did they borrow the like I don't know how that works, but it almost seems like the exact same scenes from the movie from time to time, and the Toy Story stuff is all like original content, original storyline. Right. Cool. So, but that's what I've been playing. Um, what about you guys? Well. I have not played a lot this week because I dedicated most of my time 
to working on some of the stuff for our podcast, but I did really focus in on Zelda Ocarina of Time because I can't tell you enough how much it's bothered me that I've never beaten that game because everyone has such high opinions on it. And I'm in the final, I've beaten all the temples. I'm in Ganon's uh, hideout, which is basically Hyrule Castle. And I plan to beat that this week. And what I've taken away from this game, because my son has started watching me play it. He'll see me on the 3DS mm-hmm. and he goes, can I play that? I'm like, no, get away. This is my project right now. <laughs> um, I, But I'm wanting to set him up with Breath of the Wild. Because even after all this, I know people really hold, I think Breath of the Wild is the better game. Wow, shots fired. Shots fired. Mm. They're, they're, I feel like they're totally different experiences. They're totally, oh. And then obviously when Ocarina of Time came out, it was, for an RPG, it was really, really well done. Wait, is it an RPG or is it an ARPG or is it an adventure game? That's the thing too. I guess it's multiple genres, right? And I can see how it affected its time. Dungeon design is the best. You know, it's just the right amount of frustrating like, mm-hmm. I love Mega Man games, and those can be like, let's bash my head at the wall a hundred times <laughs> till I beat that. Yeah. And so the puzzles are more of, let me stop and think, because everyone hypes them up. The ones I found to be the yeah. worst, Water Temple was a bit con- rough, and it wasn't actually even the temple. I found the boss fight to be the most annoying in that temple. That's actually what people like complain about with Breath of the Wild, is that the puzzles weren't that puzzling they were all like little bits uh like mm-hmm. of, it was like one of those big puzzles from like ocarina of time broken up into like little chunks and, and you know why i think that's the thing if you really think about each dungeon right it, like mm-hmm. every room is kind of like a shrine in breath of the wild so what i think makes it more frustrating or challenging is you have to consecutively do these puzzles back to back and so the strain gotcha. on your brain would be a lot different and you're more you think you're more frustrated and more challenged but if you actually just played the game in chunks like i'm just gonna check this floor out today and try to figure out this room I, i've always looked at the other games as each room's own little puzzle and they can yeah. build yeah when shelby asked me how long it took me to beat the water temple i was like about 40 minutes he's like what the fuck like i, remember going, <laughs> I was like yeah because it was just <laughs> so here's the question for you then now that okay. you've beaten all the temples which one's your favorite and which one's your least favorite my favorite would have to be Temple of Light because okay. of I like the whole Gerudo hideout is kind of part of it, you know, where you have to do everything and not get caught. And then I kept getting like karate chopped by those Gerudo women. And uh, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yes. And uh, they would bonk me in the head and I'd have to come back, but I didn't mind it because I was figuring out the pattern. And then, I, you know, then you're like, oh, this, I, well, let me go do the Gerudo training. And I was so happy to get the ice arrows finally because I was like, yes. Yeah. And then I really like the desert and I was, I got to the, I kept telling my friend, I was telling my one buddy about it. He said something, he's like, Oh, is that the thing with the ghost? I'm like, there's a ghost. I've just been following the flag post. So he's like, you were doing it with no ghost. I should have probably read that sign. Cause it tells you to read it on top of that thing. But I was just like, I'm yeah, going to figure this out. And then I like that that temple's nice and short and sweet, but everything up to it built up to the temple. My least favorite temple. I'm going to say it was that the shadow one. <laughs> so light and dark. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, super fucking creepy. I'm gonna get that out of the way. When you look down, even though it's like really polygon art, you're walking on corpse. There's bunch. It's all like <laughs> skeletons. If you don't pay attention, to that I was looking at. I'm like, oh, I'm in like a like, giant crypt. Does that area have that super creepy enemy that like freezes the screen? Uh, one of the screamers. Yeah, it, but there's are mummies. They're yeah. mummies this time. Right. They're wrapped up. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. on the N64. What is it? Is it the town when you're in 
adult world. You have to go past like past them to get to I forget oh. what it was like the chapel or the temple. And it makes that screeching and noise, right? Ooh, and then it, yeah, it's when you oh, leave man. the temple of time. Yes, that's to, out of Hyrule. There, there, there's like there's four two. of them just laying there, like just waiting for you to yeah. take advantage of you. Terrifying as kid. Yeah, and uh, so I didn't like that. And then you go on like the boat. I'm like, oh, this is a really creepy boat. And then you see the fog. And I'm like, oh, this is the River Styx. I'm going to fucking hell right now. Cool. Yeah. And then the boss fight was okay for that one. That was the other thing. I wasn't like, oh, shoot the hand, shoot the hand, have the lens on, shoot the eye. Like, that was a pretty easy fight. Mm -hmm. So I would say that was probably the worst in my experience. Uh, But my favorite... And then I also really liked the Fire Temple. I just liked feeding the Gorons. And it was the right amount of challenging where I was like, everything I guessed on, the first guess was always right. And so I felt really smart. I was like, yes. (laughs) I love the Gorons. I relate to them. They're big and happy. So like now that you're about done with it, because I don't think you have much more of it based on what I've heard, um, does it live up to it? Like, is it still like an iconic Zelda game or does it it not age as well? No, it is aged well in that I can see the appeal and the love for it. And so like I was ranking my Zelda games in my head because I used to feel before the wind, uh, not wind waker, the links awakening remake. That was one of my top three favorite. And I played the new HD one and I was actually really annoyed. It's a good game, but one Nintendo shouldn't have put that game out at 60 bucks. That should have been a $40 game because it's yeah. a game boy game. It's a, it's really like a 15 hour game. And it was, it's okay. And it was really good for the time. But that's dropped down on my list. And then I really think about it. So Breath of the Wild is definitely number one. Number two for me is Wind Waker, which I know some people, everyone had a hard opinions on that because of the graphical style. Uh, but I they're great. Th- I think I think you misspoke. Four Swords is number one. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So Sean and I are like freshman year of college. I got that. And I had, I, I was like, everyone had Game Boy Advances. I got the four plugins, right, for the GameCube. I'm like, we're going to beat this game this summer. And that's what we did for a summer. We played Link's Awakening. And our one friend, Pat, was the worst fucking person <laughs> to play that game with. Because it was basically, oh, let me steal your coins. Let me steal anything he could do to win yeah. in the level. He didn't care about working with you. He just wanted to be number one at the end. For the audience, <laughs> can you describe why, what Four Swords is and why it's different from oh. normal Zelda games? Because well, it's very different. <laughs> it's very different. It's top down, much like Link to the Past. And it mm-hmm. is four player and you have to work cooperatively to get through the level and progress. Right. So cooperatively it, in quotes, parent, quotation marks. Right. Right. <laughs> Cause you can win by getting the most gems, but then you as a player can vote on who is the best player and who is vote on the worst. We always voted Pat as the worst because he was horrible <laughs> and there was really good puzzles in that, but it made you get so frustrated with your friends. Eventually it was just me, you, and I think our friend Chad who beat it. I don't know if Pat was there. Maybe Pat was there. For <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, we beat it together. They can, I forget how they can take your rupees and your coins. Like they, we would, I think, it was more of like we would be fighting the enemies and he would just be running around collecting all mm-hmm. the coins while we're dying and then i think if you die or you collapse or whatever your coins spit out of you and he'll run over and steal all your coins so it's co it's like kind of cooperative but i forget it ranks you basically at the end of the level and it shows who made the most money and pat always had like a mountain of rupees right and it turns out that you guys aren't friends with pat anymore so <laughs> um <laughs> And no, the other thing was, so like, I would go downstairs, I'm like, okay, I need to, I'm going to go get his food, or I'm going to go look something up on the internet for this, because we'd be stuck, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, the the level just started randomly dropping bombs on us. I'm like, you guys didn't move my remote, so I'd have no fucking rupees or whatever. <laughs> I always got fucked. Um, yeah. But 
Four Swords is, I don't know where that is on my list, but uh, Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild, and I I almost want to put Ocarina in the top three, but I really, right. really, really love uh, Link Between Worlds on oh, the 3DS, right. and I, so it's a battle right now for that. I'm going to see how the cool. final boss goes. But well, I can, You can just drop Breath of the Wild off that list, so that'll be perfect. No, Breath of the Wild is the best game ever. I'm, su- I'm surprised Twilight Princess isn't higher for you because you can play as a dog. Oh yes, right. Oh, Casey's like Casey's like Wolfman, right? Now. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I I never beaten Twilight Princess either. Yeah. That should be on my list too. That's one that I would love to play. That's okay. I've played. I love Zelda games, and I've never played uh, Wind Waker because I never owned a GameCube or oh. anything at the time, and then I haven't bought it or played it since. So, yeah, yeah. I think that art style really holds up too. Like that yeah. cell shaded yeah. bright color. Like that would be a good one to go back to if you ever put it on your list. People or... people hated it, and it if they just got past it, it's so whimsical. It really fits the narrative it's trying to paint with the ocean being the spot to adventure. You're a sailor, you're traveling the seas, and it so it sets that tone. That art's very important for that game. But mm-hmm. so mostly Zelda this week, and then of course Animal Crossing still going on in my house. You know, uh, a lot of hot debates. My wife and I are getting along much better in it though, so that's good. <laughs> um, making all the bells. Like- I think if you ever have like stuff that you need to discover with your wife, like relationship stuff, it should all be done through Animal mm-hmm, Crossing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, well, my son's gotten really into it too. And something we do is we'll send him like gifts for his house. Oh, this is the funny thing. Him and my wife were playing. He goes, Mom, I want to live in your house on Animal Crossing. I don't like living in my house. So my wife bought a bunk bed for the game for her house. So she, she said to my son, You can live here with me. And so he's like, I live at mom's house, but my house is my hideout. I go, oh, Okay. <laughs> Nice. And so he has sight words that we're working on and our sound words. So like whenever we send him a letter, we put those words and he has to read it out loud to open the present. That's the rule. Gotcha. But him and I today, we filled out our village with uh, villagers. So I can tell you my village lineup right now. Um, <laughs> we, you know, my wife got rid of the OG koala bear that moved in when we started the village. Cause she knew she right. like, who cared. Got rid of him. Like, did she scratch him off a list? No. So they can tell you, I'm thinking about moving. And my wife said, yeah, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they give you the power to be like, yeah, you can go. To replace him came an anteater named Olaf. And Olaf looks like he really likes Michael Jackson. Uh, (laughs) He has like a Michael Jackson haircut and he wears, it it could also be a matador outfit. But if you think of like Michael Jackson with the shoulder pads, I was like, oh, he's a Michael Jackson uh, anteater. That's cool. As you do. As you do. So then we recruited, uh, we have an octopus named Marina that I really like. She sings all the time. We have a bird that really wants to be in like famous. Her name's Twiggy. We have a penguin that's just a giant stoner named Wade. Big fan <laughs> of Wade. We when you set up a tent, someone can move in. The first person came to our tent was a giant bear named Groucho. Inside his house, it's a bunch of like death metal stuff. My son's like, I'm really scared of his house, but it's so cool. And he uh, then finally we recruited another octopus, which is a debate. My wife and I are already talking about who we're going to kick off the island next. Because you can't have two octopi, right? You can't have a plethora. Yeah. We need variety. No. You know how you do. We Maybe got- a squid and an octopi or something, right. but not two octopi. Right. And then we got a ostrich and a cat. Oh, oh. and a pig. And a pig. So we're pretty set right now. And I, I'm really enjoying Animal Did Crossing. They- do they provide, like, do they do anything for the island or do they just hang out? A little bit. They kind of hang out. They do their own thing. They can give you stuff. They give you recipes for crafting. Oh, do they provide bells to pay their rent for their place on the island? 
I don't know. Like, I have like, jobs up for them, and I look, I'm like, oh, let's see if anybody's donated to the bridge. And it's like, oh, someone donated three bells. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I'm doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> you know? So, no. No wonder you're voting people off the island. Yeah. It's all you want to freeloaders. Well, my wife's trying to get rid of the deer. I'm like, he was there from the first day. She's like, all he does is talk about working out. I'm like, yeah, he's a bro. He can stay. <laughs> he's so, harmless. He's harmless. Uh, it's been fun. It's I'm I'm looking at that game as in the future. It's just gonna be like I'm gonna pop in for 15 minutes, get my little things done for my house, and just slowly build. Um, it's something that I'll just play year round. And I'm holding yeah. off till the Pokemon expansion in June. I got some plans for Pokemon, and of course my backlog too. Do you feel like there's still enough to do in Animal Animal Crossing, or do you feel like you're running out of things to do? No, there's plenty to do. I gotta I gotta build four more rooms in my house. I gotta get my house paid off. I gotta build bridges. I gotta change the infrastructure. I could play this game forever. That's the thing. <laughs> Tom Nook always wants more bells. <laughs> that motherfucker. I'm just waking up in cold sweats thinking about that raccoon that I own money to. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <sighs> it's hot mess. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell my story when it's my turn. Oh well, actually, that's it for gaming. So, Sean, Whoa. I would love to hear what you're playing because it is your turn. <laughs> so, I was I played more Bannerlord, Mountain Mountain Blade Bannerlord into the week, but then one of my bastard friends kept talking about WoW and WoW Classic, and they've played WoW Classic since it came out, and we I and played, uh, and a few of us. Like a bunch. This is usually what happens with WoW is like when a new expansion comes out, a bunch of us jump back in. It's a game we've played since vanilla together, basically. So, but most of us fall off, and one or two people linger on for a while. And you know they do like. And this friend Chad, he's been doing like raiding, and he's you know he's killing Anixia and doing molten core runs and he, all that stuff. Seen- but anyways, he's he's talking about it so much, and then I'm like, okay, well. Right now, I'm not doing too much because of the quarantine and things. And I've been looking kind of for like an MMO or an online game to play. So I decided to download, jump back into the WoW world last week. Now I have a level, what is he? Like 15? Oh, he's 15, almost 16. Uh, Undead Mage. And what did you name him? His name is Spope. Oh. Which like is Sean- my, a lot of my streaming characters are named Spope. Like, like Sean Pope? Sean Pope, yeah. Uh, well, that, that and that story goes all the way back to Dark Souls when you could get like a Pope kind of outfit looking thing. And I named that character the Spope. And so it's been ongoing for years and years that I make characters called Spope. Are you going to go for High Warlord? <laughs> Why, Casey? Because you went for High Warlord and you got High Warlord. <laughs> I got year, to, 10 no. plus years ago. I got General. I'm General Blast. Oh, you didn't get to High Warlord? <laughs> you were playing at, like, my apartment. You were playing anywhere you could between, like, school and Because you needed just to be left alone. Because it was basically just a grind. It was like how many hours right. someone could put in a week. And hope no one right. else screws you over to, you know, get as much honor or whatever for that week. So, and the thing that was really crazy about it was I, my, my internet at my parents' house at the time, because we were, like, 18, 19. You lived on your own because you were working. They yeah. had a 56K dial-up. They did not have cable, DSL. My computer was... <laughs> dog shit so i would play at my one friend house crow or good buddy who still plays wow he's in that rate chat uh guilt with chad and then mm-hmm. i would play at sean's house they'd have an extra computer sean had two computers he's like yeah you yeah. play wow on it and i was like fuck yeah and so <laughs> uh i played a lot of wow and yeah that's why sean knows whenever as it sean's I'm like i'm just gonna do the dishes i'm gonna keep his apartment clean yeah this is the least i could do you're better feeding my wow habit 
better than some of our other friends that would leave their trash around. Cause my house, cause I was the only one that owned an apartment. And so it would be the land party, party, whatever house, no girls. I think one girl ever stepped foot in there. <laughs> it's just a bunch of nerdy guys, but yeah, it was good times. Good times. Yeah. Lots of wow played lots of Starcraft and other things as everyone who in the early two thousands was doing, but you're back into it. And but yeah, so I'm back in the WoW Classic, and I'm already like starting to feel <laughs> feel the grind. I, I when it when it WoW Classic first came out, I got to like 32 Druid. I made a Druid because I remember Druids being so good in PvP because we're on a PvP server. We're on Smolderweb. If anyone's out there on Smolderweb wants to say hi, you can find the Spope <laughs> <laughs> um, on Horde Horde side. Um, but yeah, yeah, so the Druid fell out. I got I, it was getting a little too grindy. Um, but yeah, so with the mage, you know, I'm looking forward to AOE grinding and stuff once I get blizzard and stuff. Woo, real exciting. <laughs> but my um, other news, every morning as we play, uh, or me and my, me and my mother, we <laughs> do, we do, we're putting together the thousand piece puzzle. Oh. And, and the, what I was going to say before, when you were talking about how Tom Nook was keeping up at night is uh, the puzzle, the latest puzzle we have has been keeping my mom up at night. She's like, I couldn't sleep <laughs> last night. Cause I was trying to think of how we're going to strategize and put this together. Cause it's a picture of a bunch of people with a bunch of books. You do the edges first, obviously. Oh yeah. Right. Then you work your way in. You'd be like those hardcore puzzlers that do it on the cardboard side. If you want a real challenge, no picture. What? No, <laughs> they're no. mad. Those people should be shot. That's right. what happens. Uh, this one no, worse. There's something really like good about a puzzle. We did one a couple days ago, and I yeah. like couldn't stop. Like same thing. I'm obsessed yeah. over it. So I basically I sit down with my bowl of cereal and I'm <laughs> I'm doing the puzzle pieces. But yeah, the key is learning when because these are thousand pieces, which I find is like a good sweet spot because those will take you a few days to a week or more, you know, depending mm-hmm. on how complicated it is. But, but yeah, so I sit down with my cereal bowl. You gotta learn when to step away though. You'll start going mad a little bit, especially with these complicated ones. And you're like, uh, it's okay. I can step away. Give my brain a break. As to wow. And with the grind, do you, do you feel like you're addicted to heroin now that you're back? Is that <laughs> I all day today? I've been like, Oh, I just want to log in and level some more and stuff. Like last night, uh, our friend Chad, again, he was, he was running me through a uh, rage fire chasm a bunch and got me quite a few levels and stuff from that. So thanks for the boost, Chad. Um, you got your dopamine hit. Okay. I've, I've never been the kind of gamer that enjoys grinding a lot. Like I've never, mm-hmm. like I like playing through games like ARPGs, like Diablo, or right. Path of Exile or stuff. Once I can't stand grinding things over and over and over again. WoW Classic versus like Retail WoW or other like MMOs nowadays or stuff like that is it's a real sl- really slow burn. <laughs> it's like you you get new spells every two levels, and as you get higher level, it takes longer to level, and it's taking you like an hour, two, three hours over to level, and you're like, oh, I don't even get any new spells this level. But I'm looking forward to what they're doing with uh, the next expansion for retail with Shadowlands because they're going to squish right now. It's 120 levels for max. They're mm-hmm. going to squish it all down to 50, and then add 50 to 60 will be the new content. So they're squishing it all down, and pe- people that are in beta right now are saying it only takes. New numbers are coming out right now, and they might tweak, you know, and change when it comes out of beta. But um, it only takes like 15 hours played time to get to max level in the beta, which is level mm. 50 or 60 or whatever, which is way different. Because now, even in retail, Ooh. it'll take you at least like three or four days played, right. unless you buy like a character boost or something. But but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. From what I understand, it's from my friends that are still playing retail, is that 
now's not a good time to like play retail really just wait until this new expansion or at least not to start a new character or anything like that um wait till expansion comes out because it's going to be real easy to level up and or a lot quicker to level up and they're changing the whole leveling experience and how you because you can basically go to any zone you want and it will scale to your level whoa which will be cool you kind of pick your path of like do oh, i want to level in northrend or do i, I get you hyped up mm-hmm. it's really nice because when i was playing in college i tried to get in for, to it for a while and i basically tried to go to a quest that was in a super high level area yeah. i ran my character out there died and i was done like yeah, i like, couldn't get back to the character and every time i went to go res it like i would just get killed right away well yeah, now it's... there's mods where they can say it gives you the quest and then the game will the mod will show you where to walk like yeah, here you go Tom. We'll yeah. show you like an arrow to your corpse, or like put on dots on the map for like, hey, this is where the things you're farming spawn. Like it, it's they made it idiot proof. But so that's all I've been playing this week is Mountain Blade, and then and then um, wow, for right now, I can tell you guys something I wish I've been playing. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, what is it? Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, did that come out, Casey? I didn't notice. Everyone's like, I love it so much. Uh, So neither of you played the original one, right? I didn't. My first game was Final Fantasy X. Oh, that game got me. I played the original. That game got me in trouble in sixth grade because (laughs) I was playing it and I was not doing my math homework. And I started failing my math class and my parents got that. That system went away for till my grades, till the summer. I thought you might have gotten in trouble because you were like, you thought you you had cloud hair and you were walking around (laughs) with a big sword or something. And (laughs) no, I didn't want to get beat up at school. Um, uh, No, I was playing it and I just wasn't doing my math homework because what I would do was I'd sit in the back and just copy the answers and the teacher wouldn't notice till she moved me up front because she wasn't a really good teacher so i was like oh <laughs> shit she's gonna know i can't do the math so my parents found out and that went the they took the ps1 away and i got it back that summer because i ended up getting a b in the class which took till the end of the year it was very close <laughs> but you still took the sword to school every day correct yeah that was just to protect myself i went to school in <laughs> california bro in the east bay no you went to the uh-huh. school while i studied the blade <laughs> yeah oh no. you have a pocket knife that's cute <laughs> they've added so much content to it. So like I told you guys when we talked about it, that Midgar is only like the first tenth of the first disc, right? Mm-hmm. People are, it's a 60 hour game that they're wow. playing. They've added yeah. all this backstory. They flushed out things a lot. People that never experienced it are getting that first time experience. And for me as watching people on Twitch play, I have total FOMO with this. Cause one, the music totally slaps. It's a beautiful looking game. I bet you this will win game of the year for a lot of people this year, even, even though, though it's, it's part of a game. game. I know that's going to be its only knock on it because it's going to feel like a complete thing. My thing is this. I would almost wait to get a PS five to play the whole game. I want the whole product finished. And if it's like 500 hours, I don't care. Let me tell you something about FOMO because (laughs) I had the same problem with destiny two because destiny one got such high praise. Yeah. So when Destiny 2 came out, I was like, oh shit, I got to get on now or I won't be able to feel like the wave and energy behind it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, like waiting might not be the best move, but at the same time, I know you can't just impulse buy a $400 console or whatever it costs now. Right. But I mean, the positive to that is like the backlog on the PS4 is pretty strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole whole eight-year console cycle there. So you'd have, I mean, Persona 5, I'm sure you'd be all over You you know I'm eyeing that. All 100 plus hours or whatever. (laughs) You know I'm eyeing that. So I looked it up. Mm -hmm. So for people's frame of reference with Final Fantasy VII, the original, the main story takes about 37 and a half hours, according to howlongtobeat.com. The remake, and this is only the first part, 
is 29 hours of main story. So it's only like eight hours shy of the main story of the whole game right. of the original. And that's knowing how to min-max, like, statistically oh, yeah. before everything. That's, that game was like a 60-hour yes. game, 70-hour game. Yeah, it says if you completion it, uh, complete it, it's 55 hours or so wow. uh, for the remake, whereas the original is 86 hours. So Yeah, that's just crazy to me. So how many games, I'm curious of how many games, because we talked about this before, I think on an older podcast where we were saying, wonder how many parts they're going to split into, two or three or, or six or however, right. and also are they going to charge full price? So at least now, if it is a 30 hour, you know, main story, 60 plus hours, if you do all, most of the side stuff and things like that, that then they could get away with charging $60 a game. Because I know at first we were like, well, how are they going to do partial games and charge full price for each of them? So no, like, then they whipped out their big out. JRPG dong and said, boom, here's how you do it, gentlemen. Um, Once you pull the dong out, you can't put it back in. No. Casey. Well, because I think so many companies that do do like remakes or things like that, remasters or whatever you call them they don't add new content to it really like not that amount anyway they might tweak or change or add like a few more dialogue lines or things that explain stuff that people complain about but this sounds like they actually like went back re-looked at the story and like made it more make sense and added in more backstory for characters and all this other stuff which is cool i was talking to people about this on twitter that you can tell they took it very serious because the impact that game had when it first came out it was before social media it was before the internet it was the precipice of the internet it was so beloved people were getting that game from japan people were taking it in and getting like that chip for the PS one where you had to push down on it. There was a whole thing to just play the Japanese imported version. It was Mm -hmm. such a phenomenon at that time Two square partnered with electronic arts. A lot of people don't realize that after final fantasy seven and eight, I think it was after final fantasy seven EA and square merged together and EA owned a part of square for a bit. And then eventually EA sold theirs off in Square and NX combined, and NX was a JRPG factory as well. That's why Dragon Quest is now a Square product too. But it was such a big game, and it they it's so beloved that they knew if they remade it and it was bad, it could only really hurt their image as a company. And they're not afraid to take shots. Like they took an MMO and Final Fantasy fourteen. And because it sucked, what they did was they destroyed the whole world. And people, like, the game's over. Like, the giant dragon came and destroyed it, and then they remade Final Fantasy fourteen, which is now a really, really... It's, like, probably second... Really successful. Yeah, it's probably second to WoW, right? And what people are playing in MMOs. What I was talking with the people about on Twitter, though, back to my point, was that they obviously really took everything they did very serious, and they looked over it painstakingly with a fine-toothed comb and wanted to just be just right. So... I think mm-hmm. you could wait a year, like we said. And the thing I've found is there's a lot of debate on how many installments they're going to be because people that really are following it have told me three. And every time they said told me three, I'd send them articles. And I go, everybody's saying multiple episodes. I do not see the number three in any article from IGN, Kotaku. I, yeah. I'm not seeing the number three. And so I kind of thought it would be interesting if they did it in seven parts because it's Final Fantasy seven. But oh my God. I could see him doing it in five. I think it could be five episodes. Well, five if they did it, kept them all around uh, sixty hours or whatever. That's three hundred mm-hmm. hours of that's what I'm thinking total gameplay. But if, that way they can spread it out longer. It's just yeah, it just depends on what their strategy is and how much writing and voice acting and everything else they want to do because that I, all just costs money. But 
I mean, I wonder if they could build these games to where they're like self-contained stories, like in each part. You know what I mean? Like when they release yeah. the next part, could that be its own self-contained story? No. And that no. way, they just get away from it, and it's an epic tale over seven. But you know, you can take just slices of it. I think you can, but I, I for me, as someone who's, who, I know the whole story. I played the whole game. I would love to just go through the process, but I'm patient enough to wait. And I got, I have, I don't yeah. have the time right but now. I think the biggest problem with waiting is worrying about getting spoiled for new, the new content or the new things right. or whatever for people that do care about that. Cause we have another friend, uh, Casey, you were talking about trying to talk just high, like low level, whatever, like not bullshit. even spoiler stuff. And he was like, no, don't say anything. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to. Granted, so. I have spoiled things for everybody in the past. Oh, so. no. You, no way? Yes, <laughs> yeah. he definitely. He <laughs> sees that. He'll, you'll spoil by asking the question to see if you will spoil. You'll be like, so have you gotten to the part where this boss battle happened? And we're right. like, like, what boss battle? Or where blah, blah, no. blah, backstabs, blah, blah, blah. Here's, yes, I have spoiled. So yes, Casey has a problem. Yes. Is what, he, can't help, he can't help himself. And I spoiled Naruto for Chad. So. Yeah, because you re read the manga of things mm -hmm. or whatever, and then you spoil it. You know, like, I know what happens. Mm -hmm. I've been really good with One Piece, though, because I love One Piece, and I want everyone to enjoy it. So I'm trying to be good there. <laughs> but, yeah, gaming FOMO is real. I could see it with Destiny. Sean, do you have any games that you ever think, like, maybe I'm missing out on it? I mentioned it before, but kind of Animal Crossing. Like, oh, I right. don't think I would really enjoy that much once I, much once I got my hands on it. But oh, I think everyone you know. has been talking about how amazing it is and how their island and how they love their people and whatnot. Like, I'm sure if I didn't have wow i would have probably been more into it because it's just kind of that community right. kind of game because most people play wow more for the community or social aspect or memes or trolling or whatever anyways so maybe and, doom doom eternal oh yeah, yeah that one looks bit. good but you have a boss pc that could play that i do right? i do yeah. i just i have so many other games i need to play or should be playing and things that i pick i have to pick and choose <laughs> well that's <laughs> funny that you talk about that because shelby and i started this podcast with the idea of we're not going to be able to buy all the new games or cover new games we are lifelong gamers and we have a thing we talked about our backlog for years and in our first episode we mentioned our backlog challenge we never really went over it with the audience and i would like to take this time to talk about why we're starting this podcast and something that we're going to be doing continually with our backlog. Shelby, would you like to please do oh, go ahead, Shelby? <laughs> oh, we're just going to like play all of the games that have been on our back for years and years. Yes. And in the process, we're going to see who can beat, get through their list first, but we're going to stagger it out a little bit, right? We're going to kind of do it in stages is kind of what we discussed. Mm -hmm. We have these games that we own that we definitely want to play. And I've talked about like Ocarina of Time is one on my backlog. It's a game that's bothered me for 24 plus years or 22 years that I have not beat. So Shelby and I decided we were originally talking about like, okay, we could make someone drink a bottle of hot sauce. We were thinking about what could we do? I don't want to have like to, I do not want to chug alcohol at my daughter's birthday, which is one idea that was thrown out. Right. I yeah. mean, if I have to chug a pint at my daughter's birthday, that's probably not going to be a good, a good punishment. <laughs> um, so let's not do that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and our wives would be very mad. And we talked about other things. So we're going to try to make them gaming related punishment. But the, the big thing I think we have agreed upon the first person to get to their 15 done, the other person is going to have to wear a costume of a video game character. I think we said Waluigi. 
right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if we can find a Waluigi costume, oh. I mean, everybody hates Waluigi, right? The internet's out there, bro. And he's got a big <laughs> fan base. So a Waluigi, or I was even thinking Princess Peach would be even funnier, uh, costume in a busy street <laughs> intersection holding a sign that says, I suck at video games for an hour. And that's it. That's what the, what the loser gets when the 15. But each month we're going to have mini challenges because the other benefit of that is when there's games in our backlog, we don't have to have 15, but eventually we could get Sean involved and say who beat the most games this month. And then they have to follow these little challenges we're doing. The person who has the most games done this month will choose a video or video series or something for the other, the loser to watch. I like it. Yeah. I I think that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what I'm going to have you watch, you know, maybe run through all of Marvel shield or something really Uh. brutal, you know, (laughs) there's only like 13 seasons of that. So you'll be able to get through it quick. And that's on what provider on Disney plus. (laughs) Uh, no, that's on Netflix right now. Or it was on Netflix. It would be on know. Disney Plus. It might yeah, be. It would be on Disney, Disney, right? It's on by ABC. Yeah. Uh, and I have plenty of animes I'm going to suggest for Shelby. And then what we're also going to do is we'll have a spoiler cast. Because, Shelby, you watched all of these shields? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Hello. So then it's something we can have a conversation <laughs> about. Perfect. Right. I'm only content. human, Casey. Come on I'm, now. I know you love your Marvel. <laughs> I um, love my Marvel. So my backlog consists of the following games. And we're not going to go into super big detail about them. We'll just say what they are. And these are not in any order. We're not going to play them in this order. Oh, and the other benefit is the winner this month gets to pick the next game the person has to beat. Ooh, I right? like that. Yeah. Mix it up. I like that a lot. You can sabotage and be like, all right, now beat Final Fantasy XIV. Right, right. It's a, right. the MMO. Wait, does, <laughs> they have a story have, in that. It has to be on their backlog, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, it has to be on their backlog. Yes, uh, is correct. Were you going to say, Shelby? That's what I was going to ask. Does it have to be on the backlog? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So my backlog consists of Dragon Quest XI, Undertale, Zelda Ocarina of Time, Katana Zero, South Park The Fractured But Whole, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Hollow Knight, Cuphead, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, My Time in Portia, Shovel Knight, and I've beaten Shovel Knight original, but I'm talking about Plague, Spectre, and King Knight. I'm going to beat the other three branches of the series. Uh, Into the Breach, Axiom Verge, Hyperlight Drifter, and another classic, Earthbound. It's a good list. It is a solid list. I'm pretty excited about it. Shelby, what's your list? Uh, my list. I so going kind of touching on that FOMO piece. You know, part of the reason, part of the FOMO I had was because I did not have a PlayStation Four. So I got a PlayStation Four last year. So you're going to see a lot of PlayStation titles on this list. And they, my list consists of God of War, Infamous Second Son, The Last of Us, Forza Horizon Four, Stained Ritual of the Night. Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Kingdom Hearts 3, Life is is Strange 2, Return of the Obra Dinn, Divinity Original Sin 2, Outer Worlds, Uncharted 4, A Plague Tale, Innocence, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Ori, Will of the Wisps. Now, Shelby has already beaten two of these? Two of them, yeah. Damn. So I beat Ori. <laughs> And uh, I also beat Bloodstained. So here, here's what I think we need to start doing. When we beat one, you have to mm-hmm. put your end credits on your Twitter and, and at me and underpowered. Oh, I like that. So that way okay. people know and we can talk shit <laughs> over the internet where, where it's over, meant to be talked. I like it. I like it. Okay. So when I hit right, when I hit 30 hours in Horizon, I'm just going to like post a screenshot of my timer. I want, I want that. <laughs> and actually what I want to picture of is you doing donuts in a parking lot in Horizon. Just get your car and just... <laughs> While holding a newspaper for that day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
newspaper. The newspapers won't exist right. at that point. Right. <laughs> the virus has taken the newspapers as well. And I know like one other point that we kind of discussed uh, previously was that we might have ejections as well. Right. I don't technically own all of these games. This is a mix of games I own and Game Pass games mm-hmm. that I technically have the rights to because I'm a subscriber. If those rights go away, we might have to... Uh, exchange those on my list and also sometimes you run into games that you don't like and i think we should have the ability to eject a couple of them i think we agreed on two ejections at possible but they have to be replaced agreed right okay and then when we're done with this challenge sean and anybody else who is joining us for the month in the future can be a part of it and we can say who's going to get the most games that's done this month so that is our backlog challenge and i think we should get into the news Let's do it. Sony has announced their Play at Home initiative, which is them giving away two PS4 games for free to all PS4 owners. Those will be available through May 5th for you to download and keep forever. And they include Journey, which is Ooh. was like a hit indie game years and years ago. It's really pretty and yeah. has a little bit of social aspect to it, but it, people loved it when it first came out. And then the other one is the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection, which contrary to popular belief, maybe it doesn't have all the Uncharted games. I looked it up. It has the first three on there. But if you've never played any of the Uncharted games, then that's definitely, I mean, it's free. They're both free. So you might as well grab them while they are free and who knows if sony's gonna be adding other games or not we don't know but another part of this is they're going to be adding a 10 million dollars to like an indie struggling indie game dev fund so any like indie devs that are having trouble you know that are working on games they're they're they have this fund set up to help them out during this time those are those are the main things of their initiative right now i don't it doesn't they don't go on to say whether or not they're gonna be adding more games to this initiative or anything but you know, it's always cool to get free games, even if they're a little older. You know, more time to burn. Well, Xbox gives the free games. Does Sony have anything like uh, the past? They do, Shelby? Yeah, they do. They do. They, do. they give away two games a month. But one of them is Keep Forever, and the other one you have to stay subscribed. And I'm not sure which one is which. Yeah. But okay. this is really cool. I mean, this is a really good move on Sony's part. You know, everyone's talking new consoles, and this is going to give a lot of good faith during this crisis. Yeah, and, you know, you don't... Uh, from what I understand, you don't need the PlayStation Plus because these games, I guess, have been on PlayStation Plus the past, like their version of Game Pass kind of before. But this time you don't need that. You can just go supposedly to the store and download them and have, have them for the rest of your PS4's life. Those are two games that I've always wanted to get to and just haven't been able to. And now that they're free, yeah. I mean, that's a score for me because I haven't played through either of those. And Journeys was super high on everyone's lists when it came out. It was. I think uh, it's noteworthy that they're giving away the entire Nathan Drake collection. Like, not number three, yeah. not number two, like one through three. That's a lot of game for them just up and say, here you go. For free? You can't, you can't, you can't go wrong. No, and I, and I also, and I know we're focusing on the games right now, but the $10 million fund for independent developers is a, like, great to hear that somebody's trying to keep these studios alive because we're going to I don't know how many news stories we have regarding COVID, but there's a lot of companies and a lot of dire straits right now with this this outbreak. But it's cool that they're setting some aside for them. So speaking of free things, Uh uh, Google, Google, (laughs) Google Stadia, which has been mired in like, eh, is probably, I think the biggest, (laughs) best emotion that I've, that's come out of it. But anyways, Google Stadia Pro is going free for the next two months. As of like last week, they they talked about this. And um, 
basically what that means is you get access to um like hd free hd streaming so like you can go up to 4k rather than 1080p um you get access to like a small little library of free games unfortunately you still have to buy most games you still have to buy separately to play them through stadia but anyone that doesn't know that what stadia is is basically google does all the processing on their end. And with this, and with this Google Stadia Pro, is apparently you don't need that. You don't oh. need the control there. You don't need their controller or a Chromecast. You just need a Gmail account and you can sign up for it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, normally it's like a $10 subscription, but they're waiving that for the first two months. And if you're already a member, which is maybe like five people in the world, um, <laughs> you <laughs> you get to the next two months off for free. Um, mm. Yeah, so all you need is a Gmail address with this. So I don't know how they get around you not having a Chromecast and things because they stream it. Basically, the idea is the, their servers do all the processing so you don't have the, a physical computer yourself. And then they just stream the feed and your button clicks and everything back and forth. And that's how the technology works. But And then apparently after this, if you cancel your Pro, otherwise it rolls over and you start paying if you don't cancel after two mm-hmm. months. But if you do cancel it, it rolls over into a free account where you basically just don't have the HD stuff anymore and you don't have that access to that little small library of free games, okay. which aren't free because you're paying for them. But right. nothing's free. But yeah. But again, it's all these companies trying to grab up people's attention. I think actually for Google, this isn't a bad idea because no one's playing Stadia and this might give more people a, a chance to give it a try <laughs> and be like, oh, this does work So what me. kind of controller do you need to play? I think... I don't know, because you have to be able to plug it into something, right? You're not going to just be able to like, hold your Xbox One controller and be like, okay, let's play games right, on my right, TV. Right. Yeah, so this the article that I read from and off of Kotaku doesn't really go into that, of how it works without it, and I haven't tested it myself, because I have a real computer and I don't need to do that. Right. But, but, yeah, um, so I think it probably works with whatever, <laughs> if you can, if you have a computer, the idea is like you have a really crappy laptop or computer or stuff like that um you don't have to have something that can do you know that isn't like top of line or whatever to play great games like i think destiny 2 is on here as one of the games yeah destiny 2 grid um gilgamech and thumper are some mm-hmm. of them <laughs> are the most notable ones is the samurai showdown um, on there too maybe um it might okay. be in their okay. list um steam world quest Ooh. But but yeah, it's free, and I guess it doesn't really hurt to try it. You know, you install it, and you're like, okay, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> and well, you can just move on with your life. You know, before I had a lot of opinions on the show, I'm willing to maybe be the guinea pig for this. At the same time, if you asked me if I wanted Google Stadia, I would have told you I'd rather, for two months for free, I would have rather said, you guys can ship me your pubic hair for two months for free because <laughs> that's more interesting. Right. But now that I'm trapped at home with nothing better to do, it's free. I might try it. I might. Yeah, your your Mac might be able to handle it. Wow. Hey, now. (laughs) For me, like Google Stadia is a great idea on paper. Like being able to take any device and just stream my game and have all my saves in one ecosystem. Like that is the bright, the Star Trek future that I want. Mm But it just doesn't feel like I want to dive into another ecosystem to buy games that I'm not actually going to play. Um, That's. That's the biggest thing is the thing that you have to, the fact that you have to buy games separately from it that you 
whether you, you know, even if you own them somewhere else or things is such a, such an ask for people versus having a game pass sort of thing or thing, which they do kind of, but they're all older games that like everyone's already played and stuff. There's no new gets on there. It's a typical- I think originally, I think originally cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to launch with stadia, but it's been delayed so many times that kind of like, blah, shit the bed. Died. <laughs> yeah. Shit the bed. You know, it's a typical Google move to promise you the world. Like I'm still waiting for Google oh, yeah. uh, Leaf, the you know the holographic teaching stuff that they promised oh. the Google Magic or Google Lens or Google Magic Leaf, where you can make like a blue whale come in the middle of your classroom and spread cool. it. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. About uh, that. I'll send you the video of that. I'll send you the video of that. It's just basically holographic like classroom work. Uh, they're just honey dicking us, you know. Like yeah. oh, let me tell you, I'm gonna promise you the world. And I'm just going to slather some honey on this and then boom, take it. It's not really what you want. Well, it's like part of the problem is like they have the technology to do it. They just don't have, they don't want to, from what I understand with Google Stadia, at least is they were offering really, really low amounts of money for people's games or even to indie devs. Indie devs like, it's not worth it for me to be on there because they're taking such a big, like they're trying to couch it as like, oh, you want to be on our platform because it's, it's going to be awesome. And they're like, yeah, but you're only giving us a hundred thousand dollars of where like all the other platforms are giving us like 500,000. Those are just made up numbers, but it's stuff like that where they're trying to lowball them so hard that they're like, uh, no, it's not yeah. worth supporting that and trying to come up with it. But. but I mean, I think that's why Google Stadia is such a head scratcher for me. Cause if you think back on like people like Microsoft, they had to break into the video game business. Like they came in yeah. and they like bought their way to make an ecosystem that worked. And yeah. now they're reaping the benefits for that via software. Right. I mean, everyone's heard about how those consoles ship almost at cost and then they make yes. it up on the back end on software. So mm -hmm. for them to like come in here and say, we got a thing, come check it out. These games aren't gits, but here you are, just doesn't really make sense. So yeah. I can't tell, are they doing this because of the pandemic or are they doing this because Google Stadia is on fire and they need users? I'm going to yeah, go with the latter. So I would lean more towards that. Exactly. Yeah. Because Google, Google has turned me on. I, I, I used to love, I still do. They make really efficient things but when they they switched their motto to do they used to be do no evil right that was their motto yeah and then they got rid of that and then there's been a lot of corporate changes up there and i've just kind of <laughs> been a little turned off by some of the moves google's made as of late they don't google doesn't turn me on like it used uh -uh, to it doesn't get these how, hard. <laughs> how does how does the saying go be the hero long enough to become the villain or whatever oh, right. that saying is That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> so as speaking of hot fires that company is trying to put out right now, the biggest new hotness is Valorant, mm. which is Riot, the company that makes League of Legends. And that's the only game they've made. Valorant is their new hotness that's in beta right now. I think it's still in closed beta, at least so as of the recording of this. Um, and it's like, it's their first person shooter. And it's kind of like a mix of Overwatch and meets CS, CSGO, Counter-Strike. Um, Team Fortress but, a little bit too, right? A little bit, yeah. So the characters have abilities that they can use instead of like grenades, instead of like grenades and flashbangs and stuff like that. They um, instead have like abilities, and you have different characters that have like a different ability and an ult. Some of them are balanced better than others, from what I understand. Um, but yeah, I I haven't played it to myself, but players that are playing it have noticed that um, Riot's new anti cheat system that they install with the game is an always on sort of thing. And people, this is getting people up in 
arms because as soon as you turn your computer on, this activates and turns on and is on, even when you're not playing the game. Uh, Where like most most anti cheat things are on only as you play the game. Like like um, what is it? Like Fortnite's anti cheat. It only it's only on when you're playing the game, but on the security side of things and the cheating side of things, these are kind of those kind of cheat anti cheat softwares are easy to get around because cheaters can use they can start up their anti or they can start up their cheating program before the anti cheat starts up and things and there's all this like kind of back and forth of where they can kind of get around it easier. So Riot basically decided that this one's going to start with the computer and that will stop any real hardcore cheaters as well as just like people that are just downloading like a really easy little cheat. But people are like, why I don't want this starting with my computer. I don't want it on all the time. Basically Riot's response is trust us. We're not going to do anything bad. It, it, we, we are going with an approach where it's as least invasive as possible. It's just there to protect the Valorant. It's only there as like, think of it as an antivirus, but that only focuses on Valorant and people are like, okay, but you're just asking us to trust you. And like, we've had independent third parties like show that it's, you know, it's safe and stuff. And, but people's problem is they are worried that like, it kind of opens a back door because it com- comes on with your computer and it doesn't patch until you load up the game. Um, someone could get like a back door into your computer through it or right. stuff. And it's like way more above my level of hacking. But basically the idea is like people get, have little backdoors or work their way in through this anti-cheat and stuff. And it wouldn't be patched or fixed like a, like a antivirus would, unless you start the game. Okay. Antivirus is like update like right away. So, so people have all these concerns about it and Riot's basically just saying, guys, we're not a bad company. Just trust us. <laughs> we're owned by Tencent, which is the world's biggest like Chinese gaming company. Mm-hmm. But no, don't worry about them doing stuff on your computers too. Which by so, the way, the, if a uh, company ever has to go, Oh, don't worry. Trust us. That's a bad sign. Yeah. That's a red flag. And, usually. Yes. And then the other part of this is that Vanguard uh, Vanguard, which is the name of their anti-cheat, it's um, I think it's called uh, Valorant Vanguard, or let's see, what is the name of it? Du, 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 du. Riot Riot Vanguard is the name of this, and the other part of it is that it's given administrator level privileges to the machines, like oh. by default. So it has like all it starts up when your computer starts up. It has control, like root access, basically through your computer. But again, they're promising. They're like, we promise and we swear that it is the least invasive because like, it could possibly be. Um, but they do throw in at the very end. We, this is beta and we are listening to players' concerns. So if you are really concerned and still unsure about this, we're listening to you and we're willing to make changes. So at least they throw that we're in there. We're willing to, to tell the Chinese face. government that they can't get access to everyone's <laughs> computer. Yeah. yeah. So think so if you're concerned about security of your system and stuff like that with things like that, you know, that might put you off on this game at least until they address it and put more stringent kind of limits. Definitely it. has for me. I was kind of interested in it. I was like, oh, that looks kind of fun. That looks like something I could play with my friends, possibly. And I know Riot makes yeah. good games and League of Legends is loved. But that's, I don't want people looking at what I look at or have access. I, even though everybody already has access and like we can get tapped into it anytime. Google knows. Google knows. Google they know knows. I'm talking shit. No, um, <laughs> They're going to nuke this podcast because of the Stadia comments. Shit. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll put me as public enemy number one then. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the idea of just everyone having access to that's not I, I like Shelby said, if they're telling me to trust you, I don't trust you. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. That's like when yeah. girls tell you when you're trying to date them, they're like, I hate drama. You know what they actually love? Drama. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that that comes to my mind here is, you know, if you're trying to suss out like that small percentage of cheaters, why would you make this universal? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would you make this just a blanket um, fix for all of the players? It just seems like the wrong way to go about taking care of a cheating issue. And they basically kind of explain that by saying, oh, it gives us real-time statistics and all these things. And it lets us basically watch every computer. And we can see, like, the the difference that someone's doing than others, you know, where it's auto-firing or stuff like that. So, you know, they try and be like, oh, yeah, well, it just makes the game better for everyone, you know? It's more <laughs> secure. Just give up some of your freedoms, you know? On the bad news front for Nintendo... Uh is people have been up to their shenanigans in Animal Crossing. <laughs> Those bad boys in Hong Kong have started to basically... So before all the coronavirus stuff and everything else going on, Hong Kong was a bit of a issue for China because they kind of... A lot of the citizens there want their freedom and don't want to be part of China and all that kind of they stuff. They don't feel so, like communism is for them. Yes, so <laughs> they Coffee. instead in Animal Crossing, you can, from what I understand, as the only non-Animal Crossing player ever in in this podcast right now, they you can apparently import like images and things for posters right. and stuff to customize your experience. And so people are posting like free Hong Kong posters on their in their world and on their island mm. and posting pictures of like, you know, anti-government things and all this anti-Chinese stuff and whatever. And so what ended up happening is as what usually does in China is that is shit is getting shut down and they are pulling Animal Crossing New Horizons listings from a bunch of online Chinese stores, including Pinduoduo and Taobao. Right. And yeah. And it's just typical move. They the other thing that was an issue was that uh, I believe they were talking poorly about the president on the chat, and they were starting to monitor that people. And, and you know that's a very big crime. You can go to jail. I had we had an international student live with us last year from Nigeria, and I went. I was very eye opening to the how scary it is for him just talking because we can openly badmouth our president and call him whatever because he makes it so easy, but. Uh, you know, and all presidents do. No. If in China, they, uh, I was talking to him about the meme of Winnie the Pooh, and so yeah. they were comparing him to Winnie the Pooh. And if you show an image of him and Winnie the Pooh, you can go to jail. They scrubbed all images off the internet of him and Winnie the Pooh, and I think you couldn't search Winnie the Pooh over in China for a while. I was thinking first when I saw this like China band, and I'm like, oh, is there a yellow bear that looks like the? Are they calling another bear the president of China? And they're pissed. I was thinking that would be the case. But no, it's people trying to connect and, you know, have open uh, ideologies. It's very scary what's going on over there. A lot of people, they're on the social media website, WeChat. Yes. Claiming like these independent sellers and stuff started showing that they were getting directed by the government basically to stop selling the game on their platforms. Um, and it's still not clear at this point if the, it is the government pressuring them or if it's the companies acting independently but it most likely they're getting pressured they're getting it's just on. An un, you know 
You can you anything over there. Nothing happens over there without the government's approval, basically. But well, South Park's gone from there because of this last season. South Park just oh, yeah. went, you know, like full on against them, called them called them out on some of their business practices. And the day that episode aired in America, South Park was scrubbed from the Chinese internet within mm-hmm. that night. Like just nothing. Can't search it. They're banned. They're banned in China. It's a very hard yeah. issue. People should be able to play their video games and people should be able to speak their opinions. But I think one more thing of note about this article is you think about the individuals that are over there and you know, all of this COVID-19 stuff is going on. So they're retreating to their homes they're trapped in their homes. Mm-hmm. And this can really feel like the only outlet I'm sure some of them have. And for this to be taken away as for a younger audience to go and just play is um, pretty disheartening that they're getting it taken away. Uh, not cool. Not cool at all. And our final story is also affects Japan, and it's Japan's game rating board, also known as, I think, CERO, C-E-R-O, the Computer Entertainment Rating Organization, is going to be closing down until May 6th because of coronavirus fears. They don't want, basically, the way that their rating organization works is they have, like, external judges come into their offices and then rate whether these games are good for kids or adults or if they're scary or violent or whatever else. Um, and apparently according to Sarah, they don't want to keep operating and having people come into their office and they don't feel comfortable sending their staff to these judges' residences and stuff to rate the, the, rate the games. And so why this is a, a big deal or potentially a big deal is because it's going to delay some game re- releases, especially in Japan. Uh, who knows if it'll carry over to America as much, but definitely in Japan it is going to delay games coming out because they're not going to be able to get rated and and things like that. And that just caused like a cascading effect because games got to get rated before they can get on store shelves. So people know if they can buy games for their kids, who knows if that'll cascade down. It's just kind of like a minor kind of blip in all this stuff, but it's one thing to kind of be like later on when this game has been delayed and you're like, Oh, now I know why. Right. Yeah. And, and we're in that time, right? I mean, we talked about last of us being delayed just was it last week or the week before. I mean, there are a lot yes. more of these occurrences to come. Um, right. And I think this is a noteworthy article because it's industry spanning. You know what I mean? It, it, it affects a lot of different titles that'll be coming out, but I think each one of these yeah. studios specifically are going to be hit by their workforce falling apart. It's also, it's also kind of interesting to me because you'd think to, in today's day and age, they would, there would be a way for them to get their hands on these games digitally. Right. Like they used to have back in the day, they had dev kits and dev boxes, which were like Xboxes that had special software on them that you could only play like these unreleased games and stuff on there. I think mostly that's kind of gone out the window. Now you get like, um, you get like codes for, you know, journalist codes or whatever it is like these kind of beta codes and stuff like that that they can then revoke later. But it sounds like this is a problem because they like, I'm guessing on like the switch and stuff, they don't really have a, a dev system so much as that. I don't know, but, but yeah, so it's interesting to me that there's no digital way for them to get these hands in the judge or in the judge's hands. Yeah. I think that this is just part of, it's more of the continued delays. I'm curious to be, see how weak the fall or winter is going to be for game releases. I'll be really curious to see if the like the PlayStation Five or the Xbox One X, Series One X or whatever they. I would be curious to see if they do come out this this fall because they still it. claim that they're going to be out by then, or at least PlayStation was. But like, what game? Like, 
just the box maybe, but what about the games and the other stuff that are supposed to come with it? And right. things? it's like, there's a whole system and layers that come with it. It's like stuff's going to fall through. There's no way it'll be releasing it's, like at full potential. It's the beginning. Cause it's hard. Cause if everybody gets back out too fast and then we have to come back into quarantine, that's going to affect the economy even worse. Cause it'll be longer. Yeah. It, it's a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah, and I know we're not going to hop into like deep into politics, but you're exactly right, Casey. Like getting back into the world, this is going to be a long process to get mm-hmm. back to normal here. And I don't imagine those consoles are going to come out this year, um, which is too yeah. bad because it's time. And and I like new console. I like new hardware. I like to get excited about what's upcoming. But yep, and this is also a time for everybody to get on their backlog, like you and I are. For hey real. Yo. yeah. Like, yeah. You, people should beat their games. So you can, you know, it, it, it's a half glass, empty half glass full. It's very hard because people obviously lost jobs. We can't feed our consumerism that we want with new stuff. I want the new shiny yeah. thing now. Like I'll see my son talk about this because he's little on every commercial on Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. Always, <laughs> yes. he's like That's cool. I want that. I'm like, you don't really want that. I think we use this time to start a podcast, right? We could have been sitting and worrying. Jerking it. Just yeah, Sean cranking down. Um, in Sean's case, <laughs> no, I only crank up, crank up western grips only. Um, uh, but <laughs> with nice calloused hands, uh, throw Casey off now. He's just thinking about cranking, cranking it. always, bro. I think that this is a time for people to do things they've always wanted to do, and it could be something as simple as backlog, it could be read that book, it could be write that book, it could be start that podcast, it could be start that YouTube channel. It could be your mother. What? Yeah. No one needs to do my mom, bro. She's a nurse. <laughs> Dang it. She's a nurse. She's on the front line. It's not safe. No more masks. Oh, her mask. Oh. <laughs> Pandemic. The, the only thing I'll say about like diving into the backlog is everybody should dive into the backlog. The only thing that worries me about everybody diving into the backlog is they are not putting more money into the industry, right? Mm. So like FF7 comes out to huge fan for fair. They're going to sell like crazy for multiple reasons. But what happens like a month from now when games that were going to be released aren't released? And instead of going out and buying the new hotness this fall, we're going to be like, oh, well, you know what? I have Kingdom Hearts 3 on my backlog. I'm going to go back and play that. It's just, it's kind of scary to watch the economy fall apart because these are the kind of issues that unfold, right? I'm not going to go buy that new game. I'm just going to play an old game. Well, you're not spending money in the industry at that point. So it's, it's going to be an interesting six months. Yep. Yep. Buckle up. Yeah, who knows? Who knows when it comes to Christmas time or whatever? How many people are going to have that disposable income where they can drop six hundred dollars on a new console or things like that? Yeah, and and the problem normally would. And the problem I'm looking at with the new console is I really want a new console, but I don't have a 4K enabled television. Oh god! So now I'm in the box of like, okay, well now I need a TV. Exactly (laughs) right. Now I need a TV. So. And TVs are cheaper than they have ever been, which I appreciate. But at the same time, like you're shelling out a thousand bucks to get set up. Yeah. Do you really need it? That's the other thing I think. I hope I think all of everybody's gonna walk away from this, and I hope they're gonna appreciate people more. They probably will for about a week, and then everyone's gonna be dicks again. But <laughs> everyone should appreciate people and appreciate what they have, because I think a lot of people are finding I have this stuff, but I don't need all this stuff. Like, what do I really need? Yeah. Yeah, the, just an aside. Did you see that Florida like it made it so that like w, professional wrestling is now an essential service? Uh-huh. Wow. And one of the reasons one of the reasons the governor 
gave was because people are running out of enough entertainment and they need, you know, that. So that's why they need this specific yes. form of entertainment. I'm like, but you got games. You got wrestling You've games. You've also got the whole internet. You also have Netflix. You have Disney Plus. You can't you yeah, watch so everything. You have books. That's just Florida for you. America's penis. And if anybody's <laughs> from Florida, I'm sorry. But you guys, yep. uh, they're savages down there. I don't know how they operate. You know, actually, I do know how. Cocaine. All the cocaine is, doing, is making some silly decisions. And the gators. Uh, Gators and cocaine. That is Florida's new travel. Is that the new title of this podcast? I don't know. (laughs) Gators and cocaine. Yeah, Yeah. uh I'm sure. They call it gocaine. (laughs) Gocaine. All right. Well, I think we're going to mosey and shift into some emails. Ooh, I like a shifty mosey. Emails. 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 There we go. From the crypt. From the crypt. (laughs) (laughs) So our first one comes from Steve in Portland. And I don't know if it's Portland, Maine, or Oregon. He just wrote Portland. So, Steve, let me know next time. Hey, gang. My wife has recently picked up playing Breath of the Wild. I'm happy she's enjoying the game. But it's incredibly frustrating to watch her struggle. She doesn't <laughs> use the sprint button. She doesn't change the camera views or follow the map. I want to know, do you guys find it frustrating to watch others play a game you know well and struggle? Absolutely. I actually, yeah, I don't know if you guys know what like, ASMR is. You know, like the stuff... But the idea is like it gives you like these tingles or whatever, like a like a shiver up your spine almost. When I watch someone playing a game or watch someone playing something incorrectly like that, I I will get like a tingle up my uh, spine. Like not necessarily, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like a spidey sense. It's something that you get. Like I get it with like get my hair cut too. I'll get that. That's the only other time is that and watching people do things wrong. <laughs> I, I, I'll get that with uh, like people chewing popsicles when their teeth scrape on the ice, I'm like, Ugh. Uh, yeah, but yes, like I'll watch my son play video games and it's horribly frustrating and I'll try <laughs> to tell him what to do. And now he's like at the point, he's like, just let me play in the way I want to play dad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. I have to let you learn. And then, no, you will play your video games this way or you will go to bed. Right. Or, you know, I'm all for, I mean, I think of four swords. I can think of a time where I was Sean. So when Sean got, Sean got the Wii when it first came out. Hell yeah. And Sean and I camped out. I helped him get this Wii. And yeah, I only got it because of you. Yes. That's, that was a whole other story. Cause we stood in line at Best Buy two days before Christmas or something. It was the last one before the holidays. And Casey decided to sit on the ground and basically sleep on the ground against the wall in the line. And my, our buddy Chad and I decided to stay warm because it's the middle of winter to run around, run some laps around the building. We do these laps around the building. We come back and it's now like seven in the morning or whatever. And people start to show up. The line's already like beyond however many switches or not switches, wheeze they had because we knew they had given us all tickets. But people started showing up late and they're like, oh, well, and then we come doing our laps around the building. We come back and we go get back in line with Casey. And these guys are like, these guys, these guys weren't even in line. They're trying to cut. They're getting in line. And then Casey's just like from like dead sleep lifts his head up. He's like, they're with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A quick aside of that, though, two things I remember that the person in front of us had chairs and they were all set up. But because they sat so long and they were older, their legs were locked and they couldn't get up. I remember that. And we <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I hope that guy didn't die. But um, <laughs> no, so Sean got the new, it was Twilight Princess. And he, yes. I was home break, so I was playing it during the day. And like Sean had, Sean hadn't transferred to Wazoo yet. And he yeah. worked his real job. So I'm playing, so I had progressed to a certain part. 
And there was a part with a force field that I was like, oh, just hit these two buttons. And I was like, hey, Sean. And Sean was like, no, don't tell me, Casey. And then, like, we got into an <laughs> argument about, I'm like, just let me tell you. He's like, shut up. I got to like, learn. He got, you know, Sean riled up. It's kind of funny because you're like, I don't want him to be mad. He's so sweet. And you <laughs> it doesn't mad. happen often. It doesn't happen often. And you're like, oh, me? I'm making you mad? So I just kind of had to, like, I bit my lip for about an hour. And he just, it was like, right. <laughs> the thing was, it was right at the beginning of the game. I will remember this right. All you had to do was hold ZR, the trigger, and the A button at the same time. It drove me nuts. But I can't stand a lot of buttons. I can't. I can't stand watching so too, too many. It, and it's one thing if they're like they know how to. Oh, how do I say this nice? If they're a, if they play lots of video games and they're just getting used to it, that's one thing. But if they're completely incompetent and because they don't read, well, that's uh, not nice. <laughs> not because I didn't say they can't. I said because they. It don't. is true. It's, it's frustrating when you watch people play through a game and they're they're like they're so confused or lost, but they're not reading like the tutorial or like the prompts that there's like it's telling you hit A to jump up and they're like I can't figure it out hitting every button except for A or whatever. I'm like it's literally saying hit A to mm-hmm. jump or whatever. <laughs> and I'm not that kind of person. I'll, like if someone's having fun, it's one thing, but if they're getting frustrated and annoyed and they can't figure it out and you and they're not paying attention to the game's prompts. Like I have to walk away because I'm like you're just trying not to. You're doing your best to not learn how to play, <laughs> right? Shelby, so, what about you? So I'm like skipping through Kingdom Hearts all the time right now. Like cutscene uh, skip, and then like I get put into the world. I'm like <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do. I don't. I hate that. You're but a bad person. I'll figure it out. You know, I'll figure it out. It wasn't worth the 20 minute cutscene. Um, in terms of like watching others play, it's frustrating for sure. But I think with a game like Breath of the Wild that's one of the games that you just got to experience. Like you just go out and you figure it out. And I think that was the big draw for a lot of people on breath of the wild. I think it's the reason I kind of bounced off of it. Like I didn't really appreciate that game. Like I think everyone else did just because there was no structure to it, but I know we're kind of getting more on a breath of the wild track. But one thing I do that I will say is when I'm playing a fighting game and people are like, Oh no, you should do it like this. I am not very good at taking (laughs) input. Uh, yeah yeah it's it's when when streaming streaming you get those kind of viewers where there's some that you need to do it their specific way like their ocd or whatever won't let you do it another way so they'll be like do it like this do it like this do it like this and sometimes you have to like snap back at them and be like bro i'm gonna do it my way i know it's not (laughs) the most efficient or the best way i appreciate your input but I am going to make mistakes. Let me learn or whatever. Or yeah, there's you, some people that have to backseat game. They're like, <laughs> just have to tell you the best way to do it. And you're like, it's, I know it. No. And I'm now I'm purposely not going to do it that way. I will down. use the thunder <laughs> katana on this final boss. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> double exactly. down, double down on the thing that pisses them off. Yeah. Thunder katana <laughs> name of this episode. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, thunder katana uh, FOMO. Um, if, Okay, this next one comes from Mike from Tampa. Oh, I did offend someone from Florida. Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. With being on quarantine from COVID, I thought of a question for you guys to answer. Would you rather be in jail for one year or lose a year off your life? Mike from uh, Tampa, Florida. America's I feel like for me, it would be I'd be in jail for a year because at least you could learn and do new skills and stuff in that time. You know, gets jacked, gets swole. That's what I was going to say. You do something with that time versus if you lose a life, a year off your life, that's just time gone. Right. Prison time would suck, but you have time. Well, I have a few questions. Is this like federal pounds you in the ass prison <laughs> or is this like Martha Stewart? Like I'm I basically at a spa prison. 
Because if I'm at like a hardcore prison, I'm going to probably say no because I don't want my butt cherry popped. Uh, Would you give up I'll a cut, year a guy. of your life to not be put in that situation? <laughs> to not be anally raped? Yes, I'd give up a year of my life. Well, that's not a guarantee. Well, you could be the other way around. You don't true. know once you get in don't there. Be, I'm going to be the dominant one there. No, don't um, be afraid of that guy's thunder katana, Casey. Uh, She's no, got to go I, in there and you pick a fight with the toughest guy. <laughs> Yeah, and end up in the ICU. Um, no, I would probably take the year of prison as well because you can. As long, there's a library there, you can work out. I, I, if anybody that's listening has been to prison, I'm not trying to make light of it, but I'd rather live a lot longer. I'm kind of in the same camp as Sean. Yeah, Shelby. No, I, I agree. Yeah, you you take the year in prison and you just like live life. You know, you take it and appreciate it, and then like comparing it to not having a year at all. No way, man. You you take the year in prison, yeah. no matter what it brings, and then you appreciate being on the outside more. I would imagine. And also, I'm an introvert, so I'm okay being by myself and with my own thoughts and stuff. I guess is so. I'm not like I need to be out and out with people and doing. stuff get FOMO for outdoor activities very often. Just veggie games. So I can survive. Yeah. All right. Our next question. This is from our loyal listener, Matt from Livermore. What common game mechanic bugs you the most? Mine is when item collection, special interaction requires over precisely position and camera angles. That's a good one. That is a really good one. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Mine is going to be when you they say do you need to repeat that and you accidentally press a and you end up in that looping cycle well, like they ask you to repeat it sometimes it's nice i don't need a necessary repeat if i'm gonna read it i'm gonna read it the first time so i mm-hmm. don't like that mechanic where they want you to repeat something i would like Mine it to be would... able to go into sorry i would like it if it's something that's worth repeating it should be something that is in a log or a diary that i can go back and read yeah it doesn't have, if it's that important i don't need to sit there and get caught in that loop it's a stupid mechanic Sean, what about you? My mine would probably be like fighting, swimming in games, like having a having that extra Z axis or yeah. axis. Um, like going back and playing Classic WoW, yeah. Any water combat and stuff just isn't fun. Like, just I'd rather it be on the ground mm-hmm. or on the land or even in the air. But just like underwater, you're slower usually, and just it's more clunky and just not fun in any game. Like, Oh yeah. Even, uh, maybe maybe old Mario's is kind of fun, but even the water levels aren't as fun as the uh, air or the land. Ones, water levels are okay. Generally. Mario, you're, you're right. Mario levels. Oh, it's well, ice levels always. <laughs> Casey's brain. I know my brain hurts. Ice <laughs> levels are always horrible. Mario. Water levels in mm-hmm. Zelda was okay. Water temples are always a pain in the ass. I get that. That's fair. Yeah. Anything I would say. Yeah, anything where you have to mess with the Z-axis is is rough, for sure. My biggest thing, like, most recently is save states. Like, I've played two games back-to-back that don't autosave, and I don't, I didn't realize how much I needed that in my life. <laughs> just autosave everything, no matter what I do, just right. save it. I'll hard save it once in a while, you know, keep ten different saves on my file. I can jump back if I need to, but man, like, losing progress is so frustrating for me. That I actually quit playing when they put out the um, Bioshock like remastered games. I got mm-hmm. my hand, I think you got them for free if you owned the original Bioshock or whatever. But, anyways, I went to play it and I played probably like eight hours of the game. And then, like, the second area of it, um, I what would happen is I would play for like an hour or so and it would crash. 
at a random point it would crash and then it would roll you back to the very beginning of the world like even if you even if you hard saved even if you quick saved even if you like tried to save the save game on the thing it would just crash and lose the saves just wouldn't take or save i stopped playing i was like all right I'm, i i was excited about this and now it's just ruining it because it kept just the save states weren't working and it was like oh my gosh no <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I have you guys ever played the old school commandos games yes Mm-mm. yeah and they had the most recent one with the ninjas and i don't remember the name of it at the moment i don't think i played that one but Commando, i okay. the ninjas. But it's basically like like <laughs> so it's like a top down RTS. You get a team of five individuals, sometimes mm-hmm. more, sometimes less, and you basically like take out guards one by one. And you're trying yeah. to avoid, you're trying to stealth your way through it and kill them without raising the alarm. Mm-hmm. Same problem though. Like you could quick save, but if you got in a roll and you took out like twenty guards, you're like, man, I'm feeling good, and then you get popped for no reason. Like it took you back all the way without an auto save. <laughs> and that shit yeah. would just drive me insane. Yeah. I, I have one to get rid of too. I think of unnecessary stealth. Like if the game's not yeah. based around moving in stealth, like that part with Grito Valley, I kind of enjoyed it, but it's like, it's not really stealth. It's like clunky stealth. Yeah. You could see later in Breath of the Wild when they actually give you the ability to do stealth, how it played off and that they wanted to do it. But like mm-hmm. certain games don't need a stealth ax- aspect to no. it. Like you're just putting it in there to be like, kind of cool and you're doing it half-assed let's use your full ass people (laughs) (laughs) Uh, our last email for the night for the day depending on when you're listening comes from eric from tracy if you could eliminate one entire genre from the gaming universe what would you eliminate uh mm. what are what are like the <laughs> do i need to pull up a uh, list visual, of visual novel visual novel ones oh like, whatever, fa- whatever they like the hentai ones that people make all the time <laughs> the where they're just sims? like yeah the dating not it's not even like the dating sim ones it's just the ones where you have to click like there's no voiceover and it's just click text 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 i hated streaming those like daddy what is it daddy sim or whatever the one daddy dating sim oh uh, i got uh, that at some point but you have to Everything about. is like reading the voices, and there's no voice. They're like the laziest form of game. I feel like we're we talking about Dream Daddy, Dream Daddy. Yeah, that. that yeah, or, but, but I, you- I just don't enjoy them. It. It's literally just spamming the A button and through. Unless you really want to read the the shitty story they put in there, like none of no, the stories. No, there's nobody wants like to do that. One or two that have ever been interesting. The only people who play those games, I'm convinced, is just to try and get to the point where people are half naked, and you could just like Google it. Right. <laughs> you could just you don't you don't need you don't need to play through 50 hours of just a a a a a oh a a a a just but to don't, see those images. Now that's hard. Isn't Monkey Island and Grim Fandango aren't those text based ones too? Yeah, no. but I don't think they would be. They would be more of an adventure game or whatever. Okay, I don't think, so I wouldn't, they're not visual novels. So you're talking more like well, well, Life of Strange is a visual novel, but you're talking more visual novels that are just thirsty for half. For I forget. <laughs> Yeah, specifically okay. yeah. those ones. But there are ones that aren't. Like, there's one called, like, Hattiful Boyfriend, where you're, like, a pigeon. Ha! I think you play as a pigeon. Okay. Which is actually a clever version of it. Like, I think it's kind of more of a parody of it. But, but yes, just those games in general, they – it is listed as a tag. It's tagged as an indie casual simulation game. Okay. Kill them. Kill them off. That's Sean's pick. Shelby, what about you? 
Um, I would have to say freemium games. I really dislike like the phone games or the free to play games that basically just like get you on a ramp and then try to like get you to somehow pay them money somewhere down the road. Yeah. Have you been a like, white whale, I really Shelby? Don't like that. I have not been a white whale. In fact, I am probably the worst kind of freemium game player because I'll play until they ask me for money and then I'll delete the game off of my phone. That's normally how I go. I had a student telling me when he was eight, his parents had the on his iPad he could buy and they didn't know. Oh, no. He spent $1,000 on Clash of Clans, I think, he said, <laughs> or some game. He goes, I got no Christmas presents that year. That was the uh, result. <laughs> you know, yeah. live and but learn. See, I would rather just like pay the money up front. Yeah. Like, hey, this throw you five bucks and then play all the way through it and feel like I got a good experience out of it. Whereas when you go into a freemium game, I'm constantly thinking, okay, like when are they going to ask me for money? Yeah. And how are they going to hinder my progress to where I get frustrated enough to give them money? Mm-hmm. It's like when are they gonna stop? Like start kind of like stonewalling you a bit, to where it's like, oh, you run out of energy. Speaking of that, Marvel Marvel Strike Force is really great. I've never really oh, ran God. into a feeling like I've you know. our Marvel Strike Force minute. I I still I still play it, but there's definitely a point where you see like what the paid currency gets you. Like some yes. of the teams are like so OP because they have bought characters yeah. or paid the money to level up. I ran into that yesterday and it was like a whole team of like Iron Man and Iron Man like War Machine yeah. and Rescue and a bunch cool. of those. And I'm like, you definitely didn't get those like at my level, you <laughs> definitely didn't get those like legit right. Um, if I had to get yeah. rid of one myself, I've been trying to debate this because I was like, well, racing games would be kind of easy, but I love Mario Kart, but I'm thinking like shitty NASCAR games. And <laughs> what? And, and then I thought about wrestling Dude, games. You are really pissing Florida off. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> but, but I thought about wrestling games, but I used to love WWF No Mercy on the N64. And the really unpopular opinion I thought about was shooters. What? Oh, yeah, I guess you don't really play that many. No, I could live without them. I mean, like, I wouldn't eliminate the whole genre, but if there was only like a couple of years, if the they... question was the whole genre, if I had no. to eliminate a whole genre, I would get rid of the random Sims like Goat Simulator or uh, <laughs> Truck Driver Simulator. Drug Dealer Simulator is coming out April, on April sixteenth. It's like popular upcoming games. That's epic. You, you mean Grand Theft Auto? That game has been made. Yeah, right. right. Or I played one that was pretty good called um it was like House Flipper, I think is what it was. I remember you go watching and you, you bash play up that. a house and flip it and stuff. And like yeah. they are super dumb and simple, but Right. And I'm okay for yeah. dumb and simple like as long as it's super refined cuz you could say would Stardew that, is dumb and simple, but there's a lot of layers to it. Would would that include the Euro Truck Sim games? Yes, get rid of and, it. And like the uh Farm Simulator games? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. would Harvest Moon fall into that? No, no, I'm talking about like legit farm simulator where you like own a farm and you buy like John Deere's and you like oh, collect. Like, no, it's simulator, so I don't think Harvest Moon counts as like a real life like okay. sim. I would get rid of those and I'd get rid of people that played. Fa- I would get rid of people and the people that play Facebook games. <laughs> <laughs> Old people. Wait, wait. Like so that. are you getting rid of all the tycoon games as well? Ooh. Yeah, Tycoon Roller Coaster, Sims. <gasps> I would get rid of them. No, 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 no. Let me be. You just killed my childhood, Casey. Gary's Mod, gone. No, um, 
no, I don't know. I think, yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, I I like sandbox too. No, I think it would just be those really off simulator games that become super popular. I'd actually rather eliminate fan bases of games than the actual games. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to get rid of the consumers. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I I know you said to get rid of a genre, but can I just get rid of people? Yes. Like a whole subset <laughs> of people? Is that cool? You know, Thanos really had a good idea, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Thanos was right. He was. I rooted for him. Is that wrong? I don't know. I, I thought like, he was the good like, guy. I feel like that's a good note to go out on. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and bye. Snap. Right. Yeah, thank you for joining us this week. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at underpoweredpod or Insta at under.powered. Send us an email at underpoweredradio at gmail.com and have a good night. We out. Go to bed. Go to bed.